from Hollywood, USA, the entertainment capital of the world. This is the rumor mill for the week of May 11th, 2020. Your only source for drama, gossip, tea, and speculation from the world of RuPaul's Drag Race. Not today, Satan. Not today. The rumor mill starts now. so excited by something there i forgot to do this Lori. i just made a discovery during that song <laughs> that you like to rock out well okay everyone should know i was banging my head like a headbanger because that's how cool people talk my hair has gotten so long in this oh by the way i'm joined to the oh, let's start the show properly yeah like i said at the pop at the top of the show today is monday may 11th 2020, and I am joined as always by the goddess of glitz, glamour, and gore, Miss Laurie Roggenkamp. Hello, Laurie Roggenkamp. What was that? That was my impression of Heidi when she leaves the the show. She went. Ah. She. I can't do what she did, but it was like a dolphin sound. It's like. Ah, nah, 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 nah. I forgot what it was. Oh, but yeah. like that trill she does with her tongue. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh oh. Like. Oh, that's okay, Lori. That is way closer than just going like. Ah! I was moving my tongue. God, I, feel sorry I was going. Ah, la, 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 la. I feel sorry for your girlfriend. Anyway, what I was <laughs> what I was saying right now is I've noticed that in I just noticed this today that in the in the quarantine my hair has finally gotten so long that when I was banging my head to the song my hair actually moved. You like do I'm have like, a pompadour like style now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I look like Bob's big boy or something. And uh I don't is that a chain even outside of California? Do people know what Bob's big boy is? I feel like they do. You look like the the jazzy coven cousin of Bob's big boy. You look like Kevin's big boy. Like <laughs> it's, it's Bob's fag boy. It's what I look like. Yeah. 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 You look like James big boy. <laughs> Or Jason. What does big that even boy? mean, Bob's Big Boy? It's so you know, it's so funny because we take that name for granted that we I don't even think what does that mean? Bob's Big Boy. It's a very perverted name. For oh, yeah, sure. I didn't even think about that. I was laughing uh earlier today because my aunt has a YouTube uh she like has a created a YouTube uh account so she can watch youtube videos uh-huh. and her youtube account is called katie did p <laughs> so it's, like, it's like you're stating that you're currently or have currently peed <laughs> and she <laughs> wait her name is katie did p yeah what does that mean i have no idea she asked me not to repeat it but oh. i couldn't help it we've already said it three times on the show i know but I thought it was really funny. But yeah, she was like, I didn't even realize I did that. I didn't even realize that like I create, you can create a name. So maybe they created it for her. Because you they know cre- sometimes you're saying, when... Wait, wait, you're saying that YouTube created the name Katie did pee? Well, you know, sometimes when you put in a username and then it's like, we don't have that user. Oh, that yeah. username already... Ca- Here's other names you could do. Yeah, yeah. I feel like she put in the username and then she just kind of... And yeah. then they just chose one because she just was like, okay, that's fine. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. So, oh, interesting, interesting, interesting. Now, Lori, how have you been? It's been a while since we spoke. I've been okay. I've just been like not sleeping regularly. I, I didn't know. go to bed yesterday till 5 a.m. Lori called me at 1 p.m. It was like, okay, I've woken up. And I was like, what? Yeah. I like, I was talking to Star at like noon mm-hmm. and I was so tired. I couldn't think. Mm-hmm. Like I was trying to tell her a story. I had this dream. My aunt Julie was supposed to come over to the house. And I had a dream that I felt like was around like 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. Where my both my aunts were talking outside my room. And I remember thinking like, go to go, just leave. I'm trying to sleep. And it was so vivid. And then I woke up and nobody was home. And I was like, 
where did everybody go? And then my aunt was like, oh, I kid Julie didn't come over today. And I, uh. I, I, and she went to my other aunt went, went to McDonald's and I was like, so the dream I had was so vivid. And I was trying to tell a star mm-hmm. who already thinks my dreams are boring. Yeah. <laughs> She's already yeah. like, please don't tell me your dreams. And I could not think of the sentences to say. And then I fell back asleep and I woke up at 1245 and I was fine. So that was weird. I agree with star. Yeah. So that's been my day. You, Hey, you asked. I mean, I feel like that's more your fault than mine. I'm actually kind of jealous of you because no matter what time I go to sleep, no matter what time I go to bed to sleep at 8 a.m., I'm going to wake up by 830 at the latest. Like I can't sleep past a certain time. Um, so even if you went to bed at eight thirty, you would I, would, go- I wouldn't wake up. No, no, no. In that case, I generally wake up between six and seven thirty a.m. So uh, if I went to bed at eight thirty, I wake up at six. Do you still have that uh, that thing? That you, do you still do that thing where you like wake up and then you go back to bed? Oh yeah, yeah. Sometimes wake- I do. Yeah, yeah. My second sleep. Yeah. In yeah. fact, uh, it didn't happen last night, but a couple of nights ago, I woke up at like two. And I didn't go back to bed till five. And I watched. And you know, to be honest with you, I don't. If, if it's healthy for you, I kind of like it. Uh, yeah. Like, and so you know, you get shit. I actually get a lot of shit done. Uh, and then I go back to bed feeling like I accomplished, and then I, I actually sleep better than I did in the in round one. I always feel the second sleep is better than the first sleep. That's where you get the deep sleep. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I read this interesting fact the other day. And I want to talk to you about it because I heard you're a woman. Somebody told me. Sure. Yes. (laughs) Is when men pee, and I don't know if you know this, when men pee, we're able at the end, we can like essentially clench a muscle. All right. And it squeezes the last drops of pee out. Okay. Okay. And uh, and you, you repeatedly clench and unclench that muscle to get all the pee out. And I was reading that women don't have that muscle, so they just let gravity do everything. Is this true? It is. I'm going to get into a weird... This is a weird topic. Yeah. I'm just going to let you know. I have different ways. And I'm going to say, tell you something that I've never told anybody, because it's useless information. So I feel like this is the best place to talk about it. Yeah. But I'm going to go into full detail about how I pee. This is how what I do every single time. All right. All right, so I start, I take, pull down my pants, I pull down my underwear, I sit on the toilet, okay? Yeah. I go to the, I go pee, all right? Uh-huh. And then I do this every single time, I go pee. I finish, I finish round one. I have two different, I have two different parts to pee. <laughs> okay. I finish round, round one is just me doing that, just you know, getting in pee position, peeing. Round two is I take, when I'm done peeing, I take my left hand, okay? All right. And my two, my index finger and my middle finger. Okay. And right above where my butt crack is. Okay. I just gently either like rub, but it's more like a tickling thing. Okay. My back. And then I go pee again. But you go pee again? Yeah. Wait, wait, and wait, I wait, 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 all wait. The extra I, wait, wait, hold on. I, I think I, I was thinking this was going somewhere else. Wait, wait. So you take down your pants. Are you standing up or sitting down? Sitting down. Okay, sitting down. Okay. I don't have the aim to stand up. Okay. So Some you, women do, but so I you, don't. You sit down and you run this by me again. So I I pee right. Yeah. I go to the bathroom. I pee. Uh-huh. But there's always extra, and for How do you and, know and I'll extra? feel because it's just it's always been the way it is in my life. Okay, and and I could get up and go, and I would feel fine. But mm-hmm. then I would have to pee thirty minutes later. Mm-hmm. So what I do is I take my left hand, sure, my middle finger and my index finger, uh-huh. okay, and mm-hmm. I put it right above on my back, right above where my butt crack is, uh-huh. and I just lightly massage or tickle that area. And for some reason, that sensation, like, unclenches stuff and makes me pee again. I feel what you're doing is basically manually doing what guys can just do with a muscle. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I don't know if that's that's what it is. Mm-hmm. I have at some points actually like like kind of pushed out. Mm-hmm. Like if if that doesn't work, I have, but that's on rare occasions. Yeah. But yeah, all this talk of peeing has really made me have to. <laughs> Do you really have to go pee? No, I, I can wait. But I'm just saying that now. I'm like my body's like, ooh, let's go pee. Oh, interesting. Um, okay, well, you know what, Laurie? That's a perfect place to stop right there. Why don't we take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about All Stars 5 and that announcement. We'll be right back. All right. Okay, Lori. Did you didn't well, let me ask me the first question. Did you actually see the cast announcement for All Stars 5? Yes, I did. Oh, you did. Yes, I did. Interesting. Okay. So what I want to do right now is I want to actually review the contestants and, and did you uh, before before I go over the contestants, did you know who all of them were? No. Oh, I knew who some of them were. Interesting. You didn't know who all of them were because I know you actually watched season three, right? I watched season three, but that was a while ago. Mm-hmm. So I'm already like lost on who, uh, who's who. So I'm rewatching. I'm going to rewatch uh, all the seasons that all, all the All Stars are on. Oh wow! Just so I can get a fresh in my mind because I it, I don't know why, but it just doesn't it doesn't stick to me the way it does other people. Yeah. Yeah. But the only other person that I like remember remember is uh, Derek Barry. Oh, so you? So you oh, and Alexis Mateo. Alexis, Alexis Mateo and Derek Barry. Well, she went very far in season three, which you've seen, so you would remember her. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go in order, Laurie, of, uh, of announcement here. The first one we're going to talk about is Shay Coulee. She's from season nine. And she came, she went to the final finale, but she didn't uh, make it past the first round of, uh, actually the first season they did the lip sync for your the crown. Uh, did you know who Shea Coulee was? <clears throat> no. Oh, you but, mm-hmm. but my girlfriend, Amelia, she, as soon as she found out that um, Shea Coulee, she goes, oh, Shea Coulee's going to win. So apparently Shea Coulee is like the, the one who, she said, she, I guess she was saying what you were saying, which... But she was claiming that she was robbed of her title, that she should have just won. And this was the first time they had the lip sync for your crown mm-hmm. and that that kind of cheated her out of the crown. So she was like, I feel like she's definitely going to win. Um, but there were other queens that I thought that were I liked that. I was like, oh, I feel like these people might have a chance. So I would say that Shea Coulee is sort of the odds. Uh, I, I mean, I haven't looked at the rumors yet for All-Stars 5, and everyone should know, and I've talked about this before, that I only look at the rumors for that particular episode that's coming up. And so I haven't even looked at the episode one rumors or anything. But um, Shea Coulee is definitely one that people, and I agree with this, feel has a very good shot. She was very... St- I would I would highly advise to watch season nine. She was very... Oh, yeah. She, I'm going to watch all the seasons before we start. She was so. a very, very, very strong contender on season nine, and um, what? So in the old days of before the lip sync for the the crown, the reunion was pretty much just a rubber stamp for what everyone kind of knew. Does that make sense? So like when you saw yeah. season eight, you just knew Bob was going to win. Okay, and let's yeah. just go through this. And so I and I know there are a lot of fans who, who felt she was robbed. There are a lot of fans who are unhappy that, that, you know, she lost to Sasha and that she was robbed. Um, I don't, you know, I think that what's funny, people always brought up, this is the new thing. Technically, throughout the run of the show, they've always had a lip sync for the crown. Even Bob season, in theory, they lip synced for the crown to these original songs that Lucian would write, okay? Yeah. Um, or, or before they even had live finales, the queens would do a lip sync for the crown on the second to last episode. Does that make sense? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There would be a lip sync for the crown. There would be like a, a total, everybody on stage singing RuPaul's Song of the Season, and that was in theory for the crown. So actually, lip syncing for the crown, in theory, had been around the entire run of the show. 
that season nine was the first one where they actually did it in an elimination style kind of way. But by the way, it's uh, not like it's not like Shay showed up to the theater and they were like, "Bitch, you're gonna be." They clearly knew. That's how Sasha planned those rose petals and all that uh, before she went. So uh, I actually, I'm actually one of these people who believe that Shay lost fair and square, but she did have a very strong run on that season uh, and was slated to win. Everyone just thought it was like Shay's for the taking. And yeah. uh, so like, that's why people think she might have a really good chance right here in the All-Stars. But again, All-Stars has weird rules too. And who knows how that will do with Shay Coulee. So you don't know anything about her. Uh, I, I think she's a very, very... I would put her as a strong contender for the top three, let's say. Okay. Top three. Yeah, I I liked her. I liked her outfit. One of the video I saw. I think mm-hmm. they were they were they were doing videos and they were in their first looks. Mm-hmm. You know their walkout looks. And mm-hmm. I liked her outfit. And I thought she was. I will say this. I thought everybody mm-hmm. except for maybe Derek Barry mm-hmm. and Ms. Cracker were. I thought they were uh, it, interesting and. Uh, I felt like, oh, I would, I would be interested to see how far you get. Like everybody, there was Miss Cracker. I liked her in the beginning, but I felt like she was too, she was hamming it up too much. She was trying to be too much of a jokester, and yeah. I was just, yeah. And I was just like, okay, I'm tired of you already. Well, and well, then Derek yeah. Barry seemed like he was kidnapped and dropped. Lord, off you know we're going through each one, right? I know, but <laughs> I just want to let you know. All right, all right. Next up, speaking of, we have Miss Cracker. She's from season ten. Did you know who she was? I actually remember now. Yeah, I know who she was. She was, she was with the the one where Aquarius won, right? The season where Aquarius won. Well, her name's Aquaria. Aquaria. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, the fans are gonna be so fun, happy that you're co-hosting the the recap show with me about this show. (laughs) She's the season that Aquaria won. She came in fifth place. Uh, What do you remember about her? I remember. I remember liking her in season uh, in in her season. I thought that she she to me kind of reminds me of Heidi, where I feel like her personality is good, mm-hmm. and I like her personality. But her her uh, drag might not not necessarily be at the level of everybody else. Uh, the thing with Ms. Cracker was she wanted it too badly. First of all, she used to date Bob the Drag Queen. Let's just get that out of the way. Really? Uh-huh. She's Bob the Drag Queen's drag daughter, but also used to date him. And, no, really? Yeah, uh-huh. And, Jesus. And... Could you imagine how annoying that couple would be? <laughs> the The thing with Miss Cracker, she came, out the, she came out really strong out of the gate on season 10. Really strong. People were sort of standing her from the very beginning. But as the season went on, I would actually compare her more to Gigi Good, but of more of a downfall. Okay. As the season wore on, people got really tired of her. She got really, really in her head. I think Gigi Good is lucky in that she got into her head much later than Miss Cracker did. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so I think if Miss Cracker, I mean, if Gigi would have gotten in her own head as soon as Miss Cracker did, we would have seen a similar type of tumble. Um, gotcha. But uh, Miss Cracker got way too in her own head. She was trying too hard. And then she's such one of these people, very similar to Gigi Good, actually, where she's beating up on herself and and it's just wanting it too badly. And that makes it, it reminds me of comedy. I always remember that Norm MacDonald had this really, and I'm butchering the quote, but talking about what made him laugh about stand up comedy is when you go to an audience and the harder you try, the more they hate you. You know, so when you're talking about, because yeah. they asked him why he, because Norm Macdonald loves the bomb, he thinks it's funny. Yeah, and so they asked him why, and he said because it's, it's the only job in America where the more you try, the harder, the more the audience, the more the people hate you, the customers hate you. So it's like that. It's like she kept trying harder and harder, and the fans just did were not into it. And I think the show very much wanted her to be a thing. You always see that where the show wants that person to be a thing. Yes. And, uh, like, for instance, this season, season 12, they're trying to make this pickle a thing, right? They're trying to make it go viral. It's not working. So, uh... Cucumber. Sp- oh, cucumber. No, broccoli. It's a broccoli. Sorry. Oh, broccoli. The That's reason right. it's not a pickle, because the one... The, the, the sketch that brought Miss Cracker down into her own head was where she played a pickle. Okay? Oh, okay. Which is funny, because I actually thought that sketch was funny. 
but she got really in her own head about that. Well, for the box, this kind of reminds you of um, Greta Filter almost, where she got would always get in her head, but then people did laugh at things she did. Yeah, but then she just would. She just. I think she was a little upset that she was competing with people like, you know, uh, like who she felt weren't necessarily up to par. So it's a little different, but I feel like. Yeah, she just, yeah. But what I'm going to say right now is I think you can't underestimate the power of World of Wonder. I think they, see, here's, God, Ms. Cracker is such a controversial figure in um, RuPaul's Drag Race uh, fandom. Because World of Wonder really wants her to be a thing. Really? Yeah, oh, they would love for her to be a thing. They're constantly giving her shows on the on the app. Uh, they want her to be a thing so badly. And for a select number of what I will call the problem white gays, they go apeshit for her. Okay? Not all the white gays, sensitive white people, just the problematic ones, right? Are just stand her really hard. And I'm not saying everybody that stands Miss Cracker is a problematic white gay. I'm saying problematic white gays stand Miss Cracker. Okay? And she she kind of seems like Jackie Cox a little bit, where like a little is a, goes a long way. So that's why I was like in that short video, I was like, uh, I don't know. But well, well what's funny yeah. is somebody wrote to me on Instagram. And it was very funny. They, they were telling me that somebody that they follow was a big fan. Like what she was like her Instagram. What, the, the person that they followed Instagram was like the Jantasy was a big was one of those white pressed queens who were just mortified that Jan was eliminated. You know. And oh, they've now yeah. changed the Instagram now to they've changed their name and everything about the Instagram to a Miss Cracker stand page. Oh, and, and they were like, "This this explains everything." I'm like, "Yeah, this tracks, right?" It's yeah. the same the same people who were like super upset and writing me multi paragraph messages about how I'm so wrong and sleeping on Jan are the same people who just completely stand Miss Cracker. So anyway, all right. On Miss on Miss Cracker's website, she has a pin for sale that says "Time for Dinner." Is that yeah. like a slogan she yeah, has? Th- she has a, a popular YouTube series called "Review with a Jew." That she talked about that on uh, on her on the video she yeah. did, and she uh, opens it often with like, "Kaylee, it's time for dinner," like that. Oh, okay. okay. I mean, look, I I will say like she. She did come off kind of interesting in the beginning. I just felt like she was trying so hard to be funny. Like any question asked, she would try like she would try and make a pun out of it. And yeah. it's just like, oh, this is exhausting. All so right. let's go was- on to the next queen. From season one, uh, she has been campaigning and her fans have been campaigning for years to get her an all stars. It's on Gina. Now you've seen season one, right? She also came in fifth place. Yes. Uh, yes. What were your what 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 were your thoughts on seeing Angina back in the workroom? Um, I mean, I felt like I liked her in season one. I mm-hmm. thought she was good in season one, so I'm interested to see how she. And I feel like I kind of feel bad for all the queens who were on season one because I feel like it wasn't really like the show it is now. Mm-hmm. You know, like I feel I feel like they kind of were a little cheated. So yeah, I would, I would, I'm excited to see Angina. I don't necessarily know she's gonna win, mm-hmm. but you know, I mean, who knows? I think, I, I honestly, I think, I know it sounds really, it's, I don't know if this is because I'm a newbie, mm-hmm. but I feel like since Evie Oddly won, it's opened up the door to where I feel like you don't necessarily have to have a certain look in order to to win. Now you just have to have like gumption and you have to work hard you know you have to just do well in the competition and do good in the competition so i feel like angina could potentially win and i think it would be great to have like uh an asian uh drag queen win all right very good here we go uh i i don't think she really has a strong chance she wasn't that strong in season one and uh the show's only gotten more difficult Right, but yeah, but she's also gotten older and she's gotten more experience, so you never know. She's a she's a beloved drag queen, but I don't know if she has necessarily what it takes to be uh, in the Hall of Fame. Here we go, next one. I loved her look. I loved her entrance looks right, too. Good. Here we go. Juju B from season two, and also she came in third in All Stars one. Your thoughts, uh, Laurie Rodkin? 
Oh, hold on. I'm trying to... Well, let me Sorry. tell you. She, so she always comes in third... She was in third place in season two, third place in All-Stars 1. She's another another beloved queen who people have been wanting to come back on the show. Did you have... Any- oh, yes. I love her. Mm-hmm. I love her. I hope she wins. Well, there's a lot of them. See, here's the thing is I, I genuinely hope a lot of them, like... There aren't a lot that I'm like, oh, this person is definitely, I definitely don't want to win. Mm-hmm. But I think most of them, I'm like, oh, I hope they win. Mm-hmm. So she's, but she's one of them that I, I love her. I think she's mm-hmm. so pretty. Mm-hmm. And I think she's, I just think she's great. I hope she wins. All right. Very good. Um, you know, Juju B is one of these people who's a very strong personality, very yeah. beloved, has great looks, uh, sort of has gotten the short uh end of the stick and so to speak in a lot of ways on uh her seasons so who knows this might be the season i know people would be very happy to see a win for juju b and she's definitely over the years earned sort of a legendary status among drag race fans she's very she's a fan favorite uh yeah i think uh we can see some good things for from maybe maybe hopefully see some good things from juju b all right let's move on to the next queen Blair St. Clair from season 10. She came in ninth place. That's not a very strong showing. She didn't go very far. But again, going back to a sort of problematic white gaze, they sort of fawn all over her. She looked, she brings, her feminine illusion is flawless. Uh, yes. And uh, it, uh, her looks are pretty good. What are your thoughts here on Blair St. Clair, Laurie? Uh, look, I, I feel like I'm coming into my drag queen fandom identity, mm-hmm. and I realize that I am not a looks queen. Okay. I don't necessarily care. It's not that I don't appreciate. I think she, I loved her her look. I thought it was a very cute '80s look. I loved. I thought that was really great when uh, in the video I saw. But I just, I for me, I need a drag queen to be more than just a look. Mm-hmm. I need a, dra- a drag queen to be a personality and to be funny and to be entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just don't see that in her. I don't mm-hmm. see her being like, I, it's not necessarily that I don't see her being funny, and entertaining. I don't see her being more funny and more entertaining than the other Queens. Okay. But I mean, who knows? I mean, if you were to show me Gigi, you know, mm-hmm. when we first started, when I saw the videos and we first started season this season, mm-hmm. I would have said Gigi wouldn't get far, but here she surprised me. So mm-hmm. who knows? Maybe Blair St. Clair is going to knock it out of the park. So yeah, um, we'll see. You know, she's definitely determined. Again, another person that World of Wonder uh, wants to make a thing, even though she yes. didn't place very well. They want to make her a thing, and so uh, I wouldn't be surprised if she goes now. Maybe she'll deserve to go far. I don't know, right? But I yeah. wouldn't be surprised if she went far. Maybe she'll just go home early. We'll, we'll find out. I'm actually she's a wild card in that one. I think all of them. I mean, in my opinion, mm-hmm. you might you probably because you're more experienced. I feel like all of them are wild cards, except for a hand, except for like Derek Barry. There like, are some. <laughs> there are some who I think aren't necessarily as much wild cards. Speaking of wild cards, let's go on to our next queen, Mayhem Miller. She's one of the people that some very famous drag queens themselves look up to she's a legend in the west hollywood drag scene uh was for years even before rupaul's drag race um and she was the queen that a lot of again the west hollywood drag queens would say that's the fucking bitch right so uh she when she she was on season 10 but she came in 10th place she didn't do particularly well much to the surprise of, of people who look up to her. She also, if you, if you know Adore Delano, she had that catchphrase, party, where she go, party, right? That was coined by Mayhem Miller. So it's actually okay. May, it's actually Mayhem Miller's line that uh, Adore Delano absconded. And Adore gives her credit. It's not like something that's, uh, you know, she's stealing it. But uh, yeah, Adore made it popular, but it was Mayhem who made it up. And... Um, so we'll, I'm, I'm actually very, you know, according to all those queens, she is a fierce, fierce queen, legendary in West Hollywood. What do you think of her, Lori? Do you remember her? I do. I, in the video, she didn't really come off as like um, too vivacious or vibrant, but she was definitely beautiful and she was presentable, you know, like 
she was uh, entertaining, mm-hmm. essentially. And she... But it wasn't like I was knocked over by personality, if yeah. that if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I do... If she's like a, a drag queen, you know, royalty, I do see that. I mean, I see that she has a very... She has confidence, and I think that hopefully will take her far. I do remember... A little bit about her in season 10, I feel like she kind of... I think there is something with people who are established in the real world. And when they come to a competition, it's a whole different ball game. And so I hopefully maybe she learned her lesson from the previous time. Mm-hmm. And now she can take that experience and go and do it, you know, right and get, get further. So, yeah, I, I think she's stunning. I think she's just drop dead gorgeous. So I hope that she... She moves far. I hope she wins. All right. Very good. Let's move on to the next queen. India Farah from season three. She came in 10th place, so she didn't even do very well in season three. Uh, She's most famous for, and she even says this, in in probably one of the most famous lip syncs in Drag Race history. Uh, Drag queen Mimi M. First lifted her up during the lip sync, and she, like, screamed, and it was a whole thing. And uh, Mimi was eliminated as a result, but uh, she didn't go much farther than Mimi. Uh, your thoughts here on India Fair? Now, you've seen season three. Did you remember her? I vaguely remember her. She wasn't really, like, she didn't really, like, have that much personality, I feel mm-hmm. like. I don't feel like she, like, knocked me over with anything. I, honestly, I think the only thing I remember her from is being the person that Mimi I first picked up. But most people remember, so, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I just, I feel like, I don't feel like she, she I feel like she might get like a, a wild card thing where she might move forward. But I don't know. Maybe I, I, I would say she would be on the, on the lower list of the people that I think would, would move far in the competition. Mm-hmm. I just don't get the sense that she's, you know, I don't know, like a stat, not established. I don't want to think is the word, word, but like, and professional is not the word either because she is professional. But it's like more like, um, uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I'm all right. Like, well, struggling let me think over this. So I, look, I don't imagine a world cohesive. Okay, that's what I was trying to say. I don't imagine a world where India Farah snatches the crown from Shea Coulee. I can't see. Like there are certain ones. Like if, if we're saying Shea Coulee is the odds-on favorite. Could I see a world where Ms. Cracker takes it from her? Yes. Could I see a world where uh, Juju B takes it from Shay? Yes. Um, do I see a world? Other ones, it gets more and more difficult, you know? Yeah. But um, those other, yeah. But I don't, I do not imagine a world where RuPaul is India Farah, Shay Kool-Aid, you know, and then crowns India Farah the winner, you know? I would say the only way I could see it possibly happening is if Shea Coulee, Mayhem Miller, Juju B, mm-hmm. and uh, there's another queen that I, Ms. I loved. Uh, well, Miss, I'm I'm not necessarily the same as Miss Cracker, but there's another queen that I really like. But if they all were in a bus driving to go to a competition and that bus crashed off a cliff, <laughs> then uh, I could see maybe India uh-huh. Farah mo- moving on. But okay. that would be like you know, that'd be a r- strange coincidence. All right. All right, let's go to the next queen here. We have Mariah Paris Balenciaga. Your thoughts there, Laurie? From season three, by the way, she came in ninth. She went right. She went home right after India Farah. Uh, hold on, I have to look up her picture so I know. So it. Mariah oh. Paris Balenciaga. She's another one. I don't know if there's been necessarily a big call from the fandom for her to come back. There's been a small a minority of people who want to see her back. But Mariah Paris Balenciaga based in she's based in LA now. She wasn't when she filmed her season. Man, that bitch has been campaigning to be an All-Stars since All-Stars came on. You know? Yeah. And she has done she has done she's one of those queens who has done she's been sort of the lap dog for a while. If they needed her to show up somewhere, she will show up on her own dime, beat for Good the for gods. Her. Just so she can get that shot on All Stars, and it looks like she's finally gotten that shot. What are your thoughts here, uh, Laurie and Mariah Perry? I think she's absolutely gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I, I remember her. She, you know, I think she got in her own head, and I think she just, um, you know, had a heart. I think she was one of those people too, where I feel like she was learning what what was happening, and I think now that she kind of understands the competition more, mm-hmm. I think she could do very well. I think she's, 
kind of that person who, you know, she's like that. She's like a Latin uh, drag queen who says things off the cuff that could be very funny. Mm-hmm. You know, that just kind of, and I feel like RuPaul loves that kind of stuff. So I could see her going far. If not going far, I could see her being a, a new kind of a resurgence in her as a drag queen, where she kind of becomes a, uh, you know, more like more popular than ever, almost. You know, she seems to be a big popular girl among the people who love looks. She's a real looks queen. She's very pretty. She's very pretty. And uh, she's a she's a she's a looks queen, okay. But I've recently rewatched season three, okay. So India Farah is still fresh in my mind. I've right? I've recently watched season three, and I'm struggling. So yeah. I feel really sad and right now because I feel I like I didn't know more. And what's funny is I was interested to see Mariah Paris Balenciaga on season three because I knew she, you know, there was a, 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 a you know a, a cult following that she has that wants her to be on All Stars and very excited for her to be on All Stars and that she had been campaigning for it so I wanted to pay special attention to her because knowing at some point she's going to be on All Stars and I still cannot remember Mariah Paris Balenciaga on the show so let's see how she does I would say once again like I said before I can't imagine a universe where RuPaul says and the winner of All Stars Season 5 is Mariah Paris Balenciaga I feel like she'll do really well in the workroom and in confessionals. Like, I feel like she, that's where she'll shine. Does that mean that I feel like she's going to go far in the competition? I don't know. But I feel like she'll kill it in the workroom and the confessionals. All right. Next we have... Oh, let me forget my special music. You've been itching to talk about it from season eight. Coming in fifth place, we have Derek Barry. Lori, I have a feeling you have a lot to say about this. Oh, man. Okay. First off, I feel like, and I don't know how everybody else interprets it, I don't feel like she's a drag queen. I feel like she's a drag impersonator. She imper- Or an impersonator. She impersonates mm-hmm. Britney Spears. Right. That's who she impersonates. Okay. And I, I, I feel like she just does that, and that's it. So I just don't, it's one note. Mm-hmm. I just don't get her popularity, I guess. Other than to say, oh, she's a pretty look she's a pretty good lookalike to britney spears Mm -hmm. but yeah her video when they interviewed her i mean she seemed like she was drugged and kidnapped and put on stage and told you have to answer a series of questions Mm -hmm. she just did not seem coherent i just don't i don't know i mean she went kind of far Mm -hmm. in her so in her season so Mm -hmm. i don't i don't know man i don't know what the why people like her so much other than that she's attractive she is a beautiful drag queen Right. If you're if you're going for fem- female illusion, she does you know bring you the female illusion. I mean, even people uh, drag queens who knew about her before. I mean, she was kind of famous in the drag world. Even though you're right, she's not, she's not a traditional drag queen. She didn't come up like in the drag circuit. She just was. She looked so much like Britney Spears in drag that she just went into this divas show in Las Vegas and was the Britney Spears impersonator that everybody knew because she looked so much like Britney, you know? And so yeah. uh, until they wanted her on the show, they brought her on. But she didn't know how to to change up her look because all she had been had ever been a, a Britney Spears impersonator. A good person to contrast her with is Chad Michaels, uh, finalist in season four, winner of All-Star season one, who... There was concern because he's a share impersonator that he could only do share. But the truth is, he was able to. He only did share on um, on Snatch Game, and uh, and and I don't. I think I don't think brought share back ever again. I think that was the only time share ever came out and showed other looks and went very far. Derek didn't have that ability. Derek could only do Britney, and now Derek's claiming he he's gonna he's learned. You know. Also, he was just yeah. Derek was just did not know how to play nice with people. Now, in, no. in, in fairness to Derek, you know, drag queens can be very, very clicky. And I feel because Derek didn't come up through the drag circuit, I feel there was a sort of like, you don't belong here aspect in season eight, which I think yeah. he, he didn't know how to handle that. And then he just came back with aggression. But uh, yeah, it's. Um, I, 
I, again, I don't see a world where Derek Barry goes very far, where they're like, the, the winner of All-Star Season 5 is Derek Barry. It would have to be like every other drag queen got food poisoning and couldn't make it to the finale. Yeah. Do you have any other thoughts on Derek Barry? No, I just, I, I guess I just don't, I don't understand why. I feel like they're only putting Derek Barry on to make fun of him. That's my honest opinion. I feel like he's only on there as a joke. All right. Very and good. I kind of feel bad for him for it because I just, I don't see a world in which he wins. Okay. Very good. Here we go. Alexis Mateo from season three. Now she went all the way to the finale of season three. Uh, Alexis Mateo. Also what I thought was odd, cause she's a very accomplished drag queen in her own right, but her, uh, her video package on the announcement seemed to focus on the fact that she's the drag mother to Van- Vanessa Vanjie Mateo. But uh, you saw season three, Laura, you said you remember her. What were your thoughts here on Alexis Mateo? I loved her. I felt like she got in her head a lot. I think you were like what you were saying. I think she got in her head and I think, she's kind of doing the GG good thing where I feel like she was doing well and then, or, or surging and then kind of just like kind of took a nosedive almost. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the really struggled in the finale. And I don't know. I just never really felt like she had confidence that she was going to win, but I, I love her. I think she's great. I think that she's super funny. I love her outfit. I love the little gloves, mm-hmm. which would be full gloves on me because of my small hands. Um, and uh, yeah, I hope she. I hope she wins. That's going to be my pick. I hope Alexis Mateo wins. Oh, you think she's going to win? I I think she could. Yeah. You know, here's the thing, and this is where Alexis Mateo is sort of a sad, um, a sad representation of where Drag Race has come. I think Alexis Mateo did finished very well in season three because that's where the show was at the time. And I think Alexis Mateo is an amazing drag queen, but she's very drag, and she and and I think she stayed in that very drag way. See, season three is 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 a turning point for the show, and mm-hmm. it's a turning point for the show because Raja's win changed drag race. Race at the time leading up to you know seasons one and, and including three meant to uh, show highlight what drag was okay but Raja's couture look advanced the show to such a level and also Manila's strong looks too and and don't get me wrong Lenses was part of it but uh, uh, Alex I mean sorry uh, Raja and um, Manila Manila's looks pushed the show to a level where it was not just you know off the rack uh, drag fashion uh, but it was actually couture so that in season four the, the tide turned, and RuPaul's Drag Race was now defining drag. Now, some people can argue with that, whether that's fair, that should be the case, but that's what happened, okay? Yeah. And so I wonder if the show has since then evolved. Not that Alexis should have evolved. She's an amazing drag queen. But I wonder if the if the paths have diverged, and that there isn't a place... If, is, is there still a place for a drag queen like Alexis Mateo uh, on RuPaul's Drag Race? I don't know. And I, again, I... I, I I, I, I'd be very anxious to see. I, I I don't see a world where she also beats Shea Coulee. I mean, I don't know. I would say, you know, a time has passed. So I would hope that maybe she's upped her game a little bit. But it's, we're that, all going to see in the in the competition. I'm not saying she hasn't upped her game. I'm saying she has upped her game. It's just the the show and drag, which she she does like high drag. They've just gone in different directions. Does that make sense? RuPaul's yeah. Drag Race no longer reflects what is in drag anymore as much as it defines its own unique genre of drag. Okay? And so I yeah. don't know if, if, if there's... Not because Alexis is a terrible... I think she's a great drag queen, you know? But I just don't know if there's a place for her on the show anymore. And that's sad. I don't think that's a good thing. I think it's a, it's a, it's a bad state of affairs for the show because I don't feel like a, a, a drag queen who comes from like the classical sense of drag has a place on the show anymore. And that sucks. Well, I'm rooting for her. I feel like based on her outfit, I think she's trying to mesh the old with the new. Mm-hmm. So I think that she could, I think she could possibly take it. Okay. But who knows? I mean, it's, it's everybody's, it's anybody's game except for Derek Barry's. So. <laughs> All right. 
well, then that's so. Those are all the drag queens. How? How? Do you, who would you say are your top three? Or don't you give me? Yeah, top three favorites. Um. Well, you know what? Not say favorite. Oh, you can do. You can do favorites or who you think most likely to win. Your top three. Okay. Because <coughs> I think they're different. I think I trust your opinion mm-hmm. more than I trust mine. So I'm going to do the top three that I think are going to win and then the top three that I hope will win. Okay. Okay. All right. So hold on one second. I get a cough. All right. Well, Lori coughs. Uh, I'm going to give you my, I think my picks will be one the same, to be honest with you. I don't know about that, actually. That's actually a good point. I don't know about that. We'll see. But uh, while Lori coughs. Okay. Oh, oh you're oh, back. Sorry. That's no, okay. I was just vamping. Okay. So go ahead. Give me your top three who you think will win and who you would like to win. Okay, uh, Shea Coulee. Okay, is which which list is this? I think this is the who I think will win. Okay, go ahead. Shea Coulee. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think. Um, oh shoot! I got it now. I got to go back through the list. See, I, this I don't know why my memory is so shitty. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, so why don't I? Can you read you, me the list of names well, again? While, while, so. while I make um. Uh, well, you make your list. Why don't you make your list? Okay. Okay, I'll make. And my while list. you're making your list, this is what I'll say. I'm not gonna do a whole two lists. I will just tell you, I think the strongest contenders for the crown are Shea Coulee, Ms. Cracker, and Jujubee. Okay, I think they're the strongest contenders. Okay. Um, I think there are a couple of people. Who have a, a very good chance of going farther and making me prove me wrong? I could see uh, a Blair St. Clair making a run for it because you know RuPaul Drag Race always have to be like on the cutting edge of drag, and they might see her as young and on the cutting edge of drag. I also feel RuPaul's Drag Race is kind of racist, and so she's a white queen who's very popular on Instagram, and they tend to follow that, uh, and so that she might have a chance and. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if someone like um, maybe Angina surprises us, but that's a maybe. I'm saying the top three uh, are Shea Coulee, Ms. Cracker, and Juju B, with an odd chance for Blair St. Clair because wow, it's racist. Now, that said, I'm going to give you my final thoughts in one sentence. I'm pretty disappointed in this cast, I'll be honest with you. There's a part of me that I like seeing queens who we haven't seen much of and it gives them a, a redemption arc you know or a chance to to make that so that's good for them and they can make some coin but in terms of a cast that excites me this cast doesn't really excite me okay let's hope you have your list now do you have your list Laura? all right yes all right who's here's who i think is going to win i think okay. first place is going to be shea coulee okay second place juju b third place miss cracker okay okay here's who i want to win all right and these are all, um, I'll give it an order, okay. but I would like, I, I, I would be happy with either one, either one of these three winning, but I'll give it an order of what I hope would be it. Okay. Okay. So first place on Gina, mm-hmm. second place Mayhem Miller, okay. third place Alexis Mateo. Well, look at you going for the underdogs. I just like them. And, and I would say, look again, I'm going to say this. I, you know. I apologize. I don't have as much knowledge as you or the listeners in this, but I um, am legitimately excited about this because I feel like, like you were saying, it's a redemption story. Also, I feel like I like it because look, and the first episode could go by and I could say, Oh, this is so annoying. Mm -hmm. But right now I don't feel like there is somebody that I'm like, that person's definitely going to win. I know everybody's saying Shea Coulee, but there are people that I feel like could potentially win. So I'm excited. I think that this is a, a, I think this is what all stars is about. It's a redemption story. It's about people getting a second chance to try and show. And it's also about like merging. I think it's a great way to merge the old with the new. These are a lot of older contestants from previous episodes, previous seasons. And the show isn't like it was. Mm -hmm. So it's seeing like, can these people really fit into the new model of the show? And I, I like that. I'm excited to see that. All right. Very good. Well, why don't we wrap up this the All-Stars review segment right now? All right. Now, Lori, I don't know if you know this, 
We have a Patreon, you know, page. Patreon. What? Yep. Patreon.com slash Afterthought Media, where you can find all sorts of great drag race related content. And, it, and by the way, just because season 12 is wrapping up doesn't mean that we're wrapping up. We're going to go right on through, Lori. Nothing changes because it's just going to be the same thing. We're going to be, you're going to get, if you're a, a premium level member, you are going to get the full recap of All Stars 5 two days early. If you're going to get the first response, you are going to get the rumor mill two days early. You're going to get, I'm, the, the pit crew is coming back as we're two straight guys uh COVID-19 kind of delayed the last pit crew but now they're back 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 again for All-Stars 5 and then you're gonna have you know all, we have still have the Golden Girls recap show we still have I mean there's so many shows Lori literally I think at the premium level you almost get a new show pretty much every day I think you get a new show every day at That's least great at least every at least one show every day so anyway go over to patreon.com slash afterthought media and join at the premium level uh, to enjoy all that content. All right, Lori, you know what this sound means. Get the fuck out. The show's over. Well, if you don't like spoilers. But if you don't like spoilers, this is not the place for you. It's the spoiler section. Get out. Get out. Get out. Get out. Now, Lori. Oh, is that you doing your Heidi in a closet? No, it was just oh. me screaming loudly. This is me doing my Heidi in closet. Dead on. Dead on. Now, Lori, for people, like, you know, like I said, I always liken it to a person who's running across the room to shut off their uh, Bluetooth speaker before any spoilers come out. Okay. I think, I think we've pretty much done them in it. I think they've, they've gotten it. So I'm going to just vamp just a little more before we go on, because this is not a spoiler because you're guessing. Sometimes I listen in the shower and it's like I have to dry my hands before oh, I can. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think it's un. Well, first of all, if you've been in the shower for an hour, we've almost done. This is a long one because we were doing the All Stars contestants. You have problems. But, uh. Yeah, the, the Lord's longest, not going to fix that. Yeah, I don't think I've taken an hour shower since I was a teenager. No, that's when I would masturbate. Yeah. But, uh, anyway. Uh. Okay. <gasps> They're masturbating to our voices. Do you think anyone's ever masturbated to our voices? I think somebody's masturbated to your voice. No, no, not to my voice. For, no, for your voice, for sure, to your no, voice. No, 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 no. Especially question- when you get low, like this, Joe, oh, the yeah. dance. <laughs> yeah. No, but do you think people, not because it's sexy, but like, do you imagine there are like two young gay boys uh, or two lesbian girls who they don't want their parents to hear them having sex, so they turn the rumor mill up really loud? So that's like, we're just hanging out, watching the, we're just listening to the rumor mill. Can I say full disclosure? Yeah. Just because I, I one time, so I was, uh, I had headphones on, mm-hmm. right? While I was doing, while I was, you know, helping myself. And, uh. To another serving of mashed potatoes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I like to take the mashed potatoes and stick them up inside me. That's how I masturbate. <laughs> um, <laughs> they have to be warm. Yeah, uh huh. Um,. No, so I, was, I had headphones on, mm-hmm. and I they were connected to my computer. But for some reason, I was like leaning against, I was like laying against the pillow, and they kept Siri kept playing on my phone, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh my god, this is so annoying. And then, like shortly before the moment happened, yeah, and I'm sorry to tell you this, Joe, mm-hmm. the Drag Race recap came on. Oh, wow. so I technically have masturbated to Taylor's voice. Wow. I've, I've climaxed to Taylor's voice. Oh, my goodness. Yes. That is great. Lori, is Not intentionally, but I just, it happened, it was on while I was doing it, so. I'm actually a pig. I'm a pig trapped in a boy's body. <laughs> well, that gets me going every time. Yeah. Uh, R.I.P. Evan. He's not dead. He's just not on the show anymore. I, be, I can see people going, oh, my God, did Evan die? All right. Yeah. Let's get for the spoilers. This is probably our last set of spoilers for a while because next week, the next week is the reunion. No spoilers for the reunion. And you know me, I love spoilers. We'll, I doubt if there's spoilers for the finale, but we'll see. Um, in fact, there aren't even really much spoilers for this. Um, expected mini challenge. It's unknown at this point if there's even a mini challenge. Often in this episode, there isn't a mini challenge. Because this is usually the episode with the Tic Tac Lunch, or now it's the podcast. 
and Michelle comes in to the workroom and or Ross or somebody, and yes. it's not Rue, and this is usually that episode. The expected maxi challenge is top five. Even though I think we saw Rue in the workroom announcing the maxi challenge, maybe that's not the case here. But where they, it's usually the one where the queen had to lip sync and make a full music video or something. Um, the expected win. Again, we're not even sure there's a winner in this challenge. And there's actually a chance if there is that it might be Sherry Pie. It might be Sherry Pie. We don't know what the runway is. That's currently unknown. Um, also, but we do know this. We do know the bottom two. Lori, do you want to give your crack at the bottom two? Jackie Cox. Yeah. Gigi Good. Oh, you were halfway there, Laurie. It's Jackie Cox and Crystal Method. Yeah. Okay. Here's the deal, though. Oh, oh, by the way, the song that they're lip syncing to, On the Floor by Jennifer Lopez. Okay, I like that song. Yeah. But the elimination is unknown. I'll tell you why. Even the queens don't know who it is. Because they filmed both outcomes. Yeah. So they filmed both Jackie going home and they filmed Crystal Method going home. So even the queens don't know who went home. Not only that, things are more complicated with the disqualification of Sherry Pie. Yeah. They'll both probably... I imagine they're both going to go because now there's a spot open. Do you know what's going to happen? Have you heard any rumors to your speculation about what's going to happen for the finale? Nope. Darn it. You know what I'm really worried about is sure. they're going to do what they did on Ink Master, which is just say, "Oh, we don't because of COVID, we can't pick a, fi- a finalist." No, so. I don't think they're going to do that because I think if it was a, probably there would probably be a chance of that if there was a really good season, but I think they just want the season to be done, right? So they'll find a way just to crown the winner. I'm thinking actually because Los Angeles is slowly opening up. And Orange County is much more open than Los Angeles. I've said it before. I wouldn't be surprised if they filmed the, uh, do a closed set finale that they film if Los Angeles isn't open by this week, right? Because supposedly May fifteenth is the day. I don't, unless that's changed today as of this recording, LA still inching towards a May fifteenth going to a new phase, right? Yes. Yeah. If it's a thing where they can fil- do a limited filming. Right and take so, take social distancing precautions. I wouldn't be surprised if they do a closed set on the on the old school drag race set. They do uh, an old school like season three style finale, but it's, it's still the lip sync for the crown. But they just do it on the closed set, no audience, or they rent a theater because for some reason people are still able to rent theater space and do film it. Okay, but just it, so you know, how on the reunion they're on the stage, but the audience isn't there. Something similar yeah. to that. Or, so you think there would be no audience? But they'll be, just no, for sure there'll be no audience. One hundred percent sure. But then they wouldn't have like how, what would they do for filler? Because don't they have like drag queens in the audience asking yeah, questions? Yeah, they're, they're going to have to go around that. But then, um, hmm. uh, the, uh, well, they could do. You know what they could do is they could have the drag queens pre-tape it and send it in, and they just cut to it a tape of it, right? And then um, my guess would be, or if they can find some studio space in Orange County, if that even exists, if LA's not doing it, they could tape in Orange County. Well, one of the things that's been annoying me is that there are commercials out there where people are doing commercials about like, you know, stay inside and it's people all over the place staying together. And it's like, how'd you film that? How'd you do? You had to be close to each other to film that. So how'd you get that film? So it's like people aren't practicing social distancing when they're filming. So mm-hmm. I have a feeling they're just gonna go. They're just gonna film it. They're just gonna do it. I don't think they really give a shit whether or not they're gonna be practicing safety standards. Well, Lori, there is <laughs> there are laws, and World of Wonder is a company that <laughs> abides by laws. I think. I think. I think. I. I suspect because the yeah, in entertainment industry is a, is a important part of uh, the Los Angeles that there'll be some sort of limited way to get back to to work there, and I think they'll. I think yeah. they'll benefit from that. So, okay, Lori, um, why don't we call it a day there? Do you have anything to plug right now? Am I? Can I plug my Patreon, or do you not want? I don't care what you do. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. Um, okay, yeah, I actually have uh, my friend Colin and I, we have another episode of our Colin and Lori have an episode uh, out right now, and it we do uh, Parks and Recreation, uh, we do the flu season from season three, 
uh, or the flu episode from season three. And so if you want to check that out, we mostly talk about our lives. Oh my so. God. How long is this plug? Super long. It's a podcast long. It's a podcast. I'm going to be doing a whole speech. No, real quick. Uh, I also have a, a Patreon for my other podcast, Bloody Podcast. It's uh, female centric true crime and folklore. And so we have a Patreon Bloody Podcast, patreon.com slash bloody podcast. I know that you guys already given a lot to Joe and we really appreciate that. So if you have any money left over, please donate if you can. If not, we totally understand just what, uh, Listening to bloody podcasts would mean a lot. So thank you so much. Look at that. All right, guys. Well, we'll see you guys next week. I don't know what we're going to talk about next week, but we'll see you guys next week right here on the Room Mill. <laughs>